What's up? This is Jeff Staple of the Business of Hype. And as everyone on planet Earth now knows, this is kind of a strange time that we're living in. With everyone hunkered down in their own homes, we were challenged with figuring out how to make a show, both logistically, because I typically interview all of my guests in person, but also like conceptually, like what do you guys want to actually listen to right now in the midst of what we're facing? What do y'all need right now? So we figured maybe let's call a bunch of the good people that have been on the show and just ask them how they're dealing and coping with Corona, both from a business standpoint, but also a personal one. I think hearing from people that inspire us will help us to figure out the footing in these uncertain times. I think we all go through this daily battle of figuring out big picture problems like family and unemployment and health while also tackling minutia, tiny details like when was the last time I washed my hands or do I have enough toilet paper and it's a time to replace my mask or can I get away with one more day? These are definitely very unprecedented times. And so this is just our small part in attempting to gather us together and share some stories. I hope you're able to get something out of these. I know for sure it's helped me out a lot just to have these conversations. Okay, let's get into it. So uh, first things first, let's start with uh, who we have, what do you do, and where are you right now? This is uh, Aaron Levant. Um, I am the CEO of a company called Network, and I'm also an investor and entrepreneur. And uh, I am currently here in Los Angeles. So we haven't spoken on the podcast. It's been a while now since that podcast aired. It's in fact. One. Yeah. In fact, I believe it was like your last week at like Reed and ComplexCon and Agenda, was it not? I think you interviewed me at my very last Agenda ever, which was after my last ComplexCon. So it was literally like you were at the last event or the second to last event I'd ever ran. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember I asked you what's next and you couldn't really go into it now. So you want to just for the record, go into it real quick of what you're doing now? Yeah, I mean, since I've talked to you last, um, you know, when I was uh, running a portfolio of um, events at a company called Reed Exhibitions that I had sold my previous startup called Agenda to, which was at one point the world's largest streetwear and action sports trade show in the world. Um, mm. And then I had a, a, another event company. It was a joint venture with Complex Media called Complex Con. And in uh, February of 2018, I formally left uh running that event company and I launched a new startup as CEO that's called Network, which essentially is a uh, new video commerce mobile first platform, which um, is a fancy way of saying we took the idea of like QVC or HSN, basically like home shopping television and transformed it into something that's relevant for the millennial Gen Z hype beast audience. And, yeah. um, you know, that's what I've been working on for the last two years now. And um, it's been an exciting ride. Cool. Um, at, like right before sort of the, the world events hit, the coronavirus hit, what were you gearing up for? What were you sort of excited about right before like the world essentially stopped? You know, for us, um, the day to day is fairly similar. There was only one thing we were working on that I think was dramatically affected, which was 
a partnership with a new event because even though we're an e-com and content digital company, uh, we, we did have an event strategy and that's obviously been the, the lion's share of my career has been spent in events and experiential. So we always see that as an important cornerstone. So I was working on something really important uh, in the event space that I can't say because the deal didn't go through yet, but um, mm-hmm. you know, that is on, uh, on hold uh, until yeah. you know, we see what's going on. So that's been the uh, unfortunate um, casualty of this situation. But in the terms of the rest of our day to day, it's uh, largely been the same other than the fact we can't go to the office. So yeah, because your business pretty much exists in the cloud, you know, like has your business actually benefited potentially because of this? Like, cause there's people are just now bored and at home. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely seen a dramatic increase in, in engagement in user acquisition in purchasing the month of March, 2020 was the largest month we've ever had as a company in our history after just, you know, a little less than two years as a company. So if that that's amazing. Of- speaks to, you know, again, we're not Zoom, right? We're not, you know, topping the stock market or, you know, we're not, uh, everybody in the world is mm-hmm. using it. It becomes like the de facto, but people being trapped in their homes, we've definitely um, seen an upside to that. And, you know, I think not just that people being trapped in their homes, but I think I saw another thing many, many years ago. And in my previous company agenda, you know, our biggest growth period was from the end of 2007 till 2009. And, um, you know, that was the, the housing crisis, right? And yep. you know, there is a certain thing that happens when there are these macroeconomic conditions that cause brands, marketers, consumers to change their behavior, right? And, mm-hmm. and an agenda, you know, what I got from that and the last time was that people were forced to stop spending big money at ASR or at Magic and they were in come try agenda because it was more nimble and scrappy. Yeah. It literally grew the company 2000% in two years during a period where most people were going out of business and filing for bankruptcy. And I think we're going to see something similar here with network where, you know, lots of opportunity is coming out of the woodwork, whether it be because physical retail is closed. So these could be temporary opportunities that lead into long-term or just people literally opening their eyes and going, Oh, well, here's this new resource. So, you know, and not that I wish, you know, this is obviously a terrible humanitarian tragedy happening on a global level, but um, just in the context of our business, we think there's actually going to be a dramatic upside for us. Yeah. Has it uh, affected your daily life? Like were you already sort of pretty self-sufficient, you know, like an independent or has this really rocked your daily everyday life? You know, it's fine. You know, working from home, um, obviously I'm not getting to go in the office. I really put a value in face-to-face. Yeah. Um, you know, being, I spent so much of my career in like facilitating meetings and introducing people. I'm a big believer that like, you know, one face-to-face conversation is, is worth a hundred emails. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I always try to make that at the cornerstone of, of what my day is sitting down with my staff, looking them in the eye, talking to them, understanding, um, you know, the way they're feeling about stuff, being in the group, you know, just kind of learning, you're just kind of absorbing information by osmosis. So that's the yeah. biggest downside for me. We're still working. We're still highly effective and arguably this entire month. We've done more we've ever done, so we can do it remotely. I don't know if that's the best way to do it, but luckily because of all this amazing, you know, collaboration technology, Slack, Google Hangouts, Zoom, you know, shared documents, right? We can do everything we do pretty seamlessly. And I think the other interesting byproduct of it is that it's also causing us to be more creative and more scrappy about how we create content. And yeah. we're talking earlier this week, I even sent you some stuff like how do we, you know, do things we normally do in an in-studio setting? How do we do that remotely through FaceTime and all these different things? So I think it's challenging us to rethink everything we do. And yeah. um, I think the other thing for us, 
and for maybe others is like sometimes once you get rid of some of these things and you go did we really need them in the first place <laughs> you know right some people yeah. are literally saying do we actually hey hey we've been running great for a month do we need to be spending you know tens of thousands of dollars a month on an office do we need mm -hmm. to, you know do we need this whatever this service this that and all the tangible things that come with an office the parking so you know a portion of right. our company actually went to remote work um a couple months ago all the guys in the technology sector and uh maybe we might explore more of that in the future have uh, any hard truths been revealed in the past month or two? You know, I think it just causes you to, when you don't know what the macroeconomic outcome is going to be for the country and for the world, and people are posting numbers in the Wall Street Journal, like potential 30% unemployment. And it just makes you really think of like, what do you need to survive through this period? Because if you can come out the other side, you're going to be in amazing shape. So it just causes you to take a hard look about everything you spend what's a necessity what is vanity and you know and sometimes unfortunately the you know sometimes in some companies that manifest in you know human layoffs and furloughs sometimes that manifests through just expenses and services and things yeah that company made with the office so it just you have to sit there with your financial people and really sit down and go hey what, what's not nailed down and what don't we need right now and even if it hasn't affected us yet we don't know. This is going to affect everyone. It's going to affect every vendor in our supply chain. This will affect consumer confidence. So there's things outside of our control that we just don't know what the long-term effects are going to be. Right. You mentioned earlier that um, you also do a lot of investing. Have there been any investments that you've made that have either been dramatically positive or negatively affected by this situation? Yeah. So... Um, Let's see. Uh, our company network um, is an investor in a gaming company called Phase Clan, um, which we may have discussed before. Um, mm -hmm. For those of you guys who don't know, it's like a you know, biggest esports e gaming lifestyle brand and organization in the world. And um, you know they've seen a dramatic uptick on their content because you know hey the day that this happened, I know as we locked my house, I went out and bought an Xbox, and all my spare time I've been sitting here playing Call of Duty. Right. So, you know, I think people are trapped gaming, you know, they're turning to, you know, Call of Duty. I think I saw something the other day, someone on LinkedIn posted, they had like 35 million people playing their game over the course of the last week or something. So, um, you know, gaming and, and our investment phase kind of seen a dramatic uptick in engagement. And then I've had another investment I had in the event space, um, which was this uh, cannabis trade show that I'm an investor in called Hall of Flowers, which the entire mm -hmm. event had to be postponed. Um, right. and we're gonna lose millions of dollars. So, you know, um, I'm happy to have my exposure very limited to the event space as it used to be a hundred percent of my, of my yeah. daily life. And now it's, you know, the vast minority, but you know, losing a couple million dollars of revenue this year is uh, not something to, to kind of take lightly. And, you know, definitely I mean, that's right. Like just a couple of years ago, you were all in on events, man. Like yeah. <laughs> you must be breathing a, a sigh of relief, like crazy. Yeah. I mean, in the nicest way possible, I'm getting on the phone with all my old uh, people who I used to work with who are still in that space. And, you know, it's uh, it's horror stories right now. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's uh, everything, live music, conventions, trade shows. I mean, just anything. There's so many things that were done face to face that, you know, some of these companies are going to go under and never come back. Some of these retail stores are going to go under and never come back. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to see a real thinning of the herd right now in many industries um, across the board. Some that are obvious yeah. and some that are not obvious, but like there is a, you know, a lot of bad shit that's about to happen to this country and the world. What do you think, what do you think are going to be the long term? Like after we get out of this vaccines invented, it's good. It's FDA approved. 
we flatten the curve, what do you think will be the long lasting effect? Um, you think you think we could actually be like all good, like in in a matter of ten to twelve months? Depends on how you look at it. Um, for sure, going back to what I said, there will be companies that will never come back. You will see thousands of independent retail stores and restaurants that are just never coming back from this. Mm-hmm. Um, they've already shuttered their doors. I read something this week that said the average restaurant has sixteen days of capital. Uh, the average oh. American has something like eighteen or nineteen days worth of capital to survive. There is going to be, you know, even with these you know, huge economic stimulus packages that are coming around. There's still businesses that have already been lost and some that won't be able to be saved. Um, so there's, you know, there's tremendous, um, you know, just ter- terror wrecked on, on independent business and some large businesses. So I think that's mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, that's on the negative side. Um, I do think certain businesses will normalize. Certain businesses will take, you know, two years to correct. And certain things will, you know, be back up and running in, in a quarter, right? And I think yeah. it depends by sector. I still yep. think for a long time, the paranoia around live events, concerts, things like that potentially could be, could be damaged, but we'll see, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't hope for that. I'm, I'm a big proponent of those things, but I think that's a yeah. challenge. And then I think the other thing we're going to see is a lot of innovation. These are the times when you see the most innovation, when there's this type of massive disruption, it creates opportunity, much like I was talking mm-hmm. about with my previous company in this. And I was on the phone with, um, uh, Jimmy Iveen yesterday, who's one of our main investors in network. And he, um, told me about the day they sold the first beats headphone was the day that Lehman brothers, uh, filed for bankruptcy, um, back mm-hmm. in, that was so seven or eight. Right. So speaking to like, you know, they were selling a $300 price point product and arguably the last worst economic downturn since the great repression before this one. And, uh, you know, there is lots of opportunity for innovation to come out of things like this. So I, I haven't seen a lot of exciting newness in a while except in the tech space, I think you're going to see a lot of exciting newness come from this in many different areas. Right. That's good. It's positive. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Speaking outside of business now, like talking about sort of the state of the world, humanity, people, what have you learned through witnessing this ordeal? What have you learned about like just people in general and the nature of humanity? Oh, (laughs) Um, man. Do you have a positive outlook or is it, is it like, are you like, Humans suck. <laughs> no, I mean, look, you know, I have some pretty grim outlooks on on uh, people and our parasitic nature on the planet in general. But, um, you know, and, and unfortunately, the businesses that I've been able to be successful at uh, probably feed into that opposed to help that. But, you know, I think that, you know, you've seen some really amazing, you know, huge, generous, you know, philanthropic uh, gestures from companies and individuals and, you know, almost like we call it like wartime efforts that you hadn't seen since world war two private industry is chipping in to try to solve a problem. Um, I've seen, you know, some, some really negative and ugly sides of things, um, you know, where people are creating, you know, being opportunistic, they're being predatory during this time. Um, you know, going back to that saying is, uh, when there's blood on the streets buy real estate, um, you know, I Mm -hmm. think some people are taking that to heart. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing, but you're going to see some of that. Um, And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate because we do have a huge, huge political divide in this country and in others. And uh, this is a time that we need total alignment and unity to solve a problem. And, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure that we have that. Right. And, uh, you know, there's some scary stuff being said by by many people um, that we should just you know go back and let a bunch of people die and you know there's there's, there's some some scary fringe elements out there uh, yep. I don't think that represents the majority but you know there is some 
some shitty ideas out there that are being said by people in important places. Mm, yeah. I want to um, finish up here um, with two bits of advice that I want to ask from you. One is yeah. you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're a business founder and talking to other entrepreneurs, what words of advice would you give at this very rough time? And then the second one is somebody who works for you, right? Like what bit of advice would you give to someone who's like in the trenches doing the work for you? So first to a fellow entrepreneur and the second one to someone who's in the trenches. Yeah. Um, to a fellow entrepreneur, I, and this is a, a broad question that I think has kind of two stages. You could be in the middle of something right now. And this is literally the feeling of like getting the wind knocked out of you, right? Like, you yeah. know, you're paralyzed. You just put all your money into this new restaurant or retail store or brand. You're about to launch and then this shit happens. Or, you know, um, hmm. I was literally talking to some guys today who just like bought this amazing brand out of bankruptcy. It was one of my favorite brands. And they just relaunched it and they spent like millions of dollars doing it. And then this happened and they built this beautiful uh -huh. flagship store and they're like, got to close it. Right. So like that is the worst thing that can happen right now. And you got to try to do everything you can to, to whatever it is to, to, to stay above the, the waterline and not drown to get to the other side. Because I think there's a tremendous yeah. opportunity if you can make it through, but there's some people who just like, this was the worst time this hit them. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And then I think there's the second half of people who are, thinking about doing something they're you know, the entrepreneur, they're about to do something and they've had a job and they were about to break out and go do it. I think there's right. never a better time, maybe not for capital raising, but for getting people to listen to new ideas, to break into a market, the mind share is more open than ever and more open to change. So I think, you know, this is a, a tremendous opportunity for disruption, innovation, and, and people willing to listen. And I think Amazing. that is a commodity that, um, you know, you should not let go to waste and whatever there's that never let a good tra uh, tragedy go to waste. Right. Um, <laughs> um, so that, that's kind okay. of the entrepreneurial community. I don't know if that's really good advice, but half of no, the that's great. That is great advice. <laughs> okay. Um, now someone, now someone who's working for you, who's like, you know, and I think non entrepreneurs sort of sometimes can look at a, a calamity like this and just sort of like, it's easy to check out because they're not like all in blood, sweat and tears into the thing. And they're just like, like they might ask themselves, why, why am I doing this when the world is falling apart around me? Yeah. Um, you know, for the people that work for me, um, you know, I would just, you know, kind of give them the perspective that, you know, we're doing everything we can at the, at the top level of the company to try to maintain the highest levels of employment and, and job security, because that's the one thing people don't have, right? And in life, people need certainty, they need security. And that's a fundamental, basic yep. human, uh, you know, kind of need. Um, and, and uh, you know, we had to let a couple people go in the last two weeks, but, you know, we're mm -hmm. gonna maintain about 98% of the staff. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, really trying to make sure those people know that they have security, because if you read the news, um, you're seeing, you know, Marriott furloughing or laying off 10,000 people, I just read that PacSun and tons of other companies is letting tons, you know, 75% of their staff go, you know, so it's yeah. scary out there. So I think just trying to let people know that we're doing what it takes to keep everyone fully employed as much as we can. And I think that's the number one thing people want to know. It's, it becomes less about, you know, that you always give you a lot of diatribes when you're starting a company, like what's your, why, why are you, uh -huh. why does your company exist? And people do the work for you with the why more than they work for you about like the, the paycheck kind of thing. Mm -hmm. but I think right now people want to know that they're going to have 
a job. And I think that's the number one thing that I'm trying to remain focused on. And then anytime we need to part ways with someone, I'm trying to do everything I can to make sure that it's done in the most dignified way. And we try to give them the maximum of severance and we're looking out for those people. So it's really the, the human element of our team and how do we treat those people like family members and try to, you know, be as good to them as we can. Word. Cool. Um, so are there any like shout outs you want to give, like any <laughs> links, like people that you want to like, you know, support this cause that you really believe in anything you want to just give a shout out to? Yeah, you know, I, I don't um, I don't have any uh, particular personal causes. I mean, I've seen tons of, of great stuff. There's tons of amazing companies who have a million times more resources than me doing amazing stuff. I'll, I'll tell you about the small things that we're doing in network that, you know, we try to affect have an effect on the things we can. So, yeah. you know, um, uh, food is a passion of ours and food has been an important vertical to us as a company and food is, a, is something I enjoy. Um, and a lot of guys from streetwear have, you know, um, you know, opened restaurants and become restaurateurs and, you know, all this stuff like John Buscemi and Uncle Polly's. And you've seen a, a fair amount of this happening as of late. So yep. um, we see restaurants as one of the businesses that are being the most threatened by this pandemic. And uh, we're doing something called Takeout Tuesdays on Network, where I think it starts next week. Every Tuesday, we're partnering with a local restaurant. Um, I believe Uncle Polly's is one of them. Badmash is one of them. Um, mm -hmm. Golden State Burger, all the kind of like Fairfax centric like food spots, and yeah. uh, we're selling merch for their spot, and then that merch is going to come with a twenty dollar gift card to the restaurant that you could use either for takeout or when this is over. Um, so doing things to try to basically like raise money and to keep um, you know money flowing through our local our local yeah. kind of like culturally relevant food spots. So that's our own. It may be small, but it's something that we can have an effect on. And hey, if we sell couple thousand dollars worth of gift cards i'm sure that's that's actually makes a real difference for those those uh those places that are probably having their business um you know dramatically affected so yeah and, and that and industry uh, the restaurant industry is one of the most dramatic in terms of like the shutoff it just went from like a hundred to zero like overnight yeah i'm watching it firsthand my sister's a restaurateur she has a restaurant up in menlo park california and you know they can't do takeout where she is and um she's had to shut the doors for right now and you know, it's tough. Lay everyone off. Like, you know, it's these are really uh, affecting people in the service industry in an extreme way. Yeah, and, uh, it's it's really sad. Um, you know, and there's a there's a lot of people in this country, like we said, who can have, have 19 days worth of money, and then after that they're broke. And uh, I think that unto itself is a huge problem. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you for your time. This yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Hopefully, I didn't waste your yeah. time. <laughs> no, be safe. Stay safe, man. We need you. All right. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for tuning in and listening to this special stay-at-home series of The Business of Hype. As always, you can find out more about the show and listen to all the other episodes that we have on hypebeast.com slash radio. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It still helps us tremendously to leave a rating, leave a comment, and share the show with others. I greatly appreciate it. You can reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Jeff Staple. This special stay-at-home series of The Business of Hype was directed by me and produced alongside Christina Hong. Social distancing was practiced during the making of these episodes, and I urge everyone, stay at home, distance yourself from others, wash your hands, cough and sneeze in your elbow, and don't touch your face. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay inspired, and we will get through this. I'm Jeff Staple, and you've been listening to The Business of Hype on Hype Beast Radio.